G'day sports fans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Fight Fry podcast. Coming at you with another Fast Five on a Thursday afternoon. I was uh, going to do this prior to Thursday, but the vocal cords were severely strained after a weekend of cordials and cheering on my mates in their local footy grand final. But a little bit husky on the mic today, but there's still plenty of stuff that I want to discuss. Obviously, the NFL will kick off tomorrow morning. Teams just dropped for round two in the AFLW and the all-important first week of AFL finals. There's a couple of other NFL bets that I uh, just want to highlight before the season starts that I've got my eye on as well. Last week, I did somewhat waffle, but this fast five will be much quicker. So let's go. Let's kick off with AFL fantasy from a W perspective. Now, last week, I missed the news that Kiara Bowers was a late out and I wasn't able to finagle my lineup and change things. So I had to pocket my emergency score, which was a 68. Uh, so I wasn't too unhappy. And it saw the large fries and Coke get to 1298 for the week, which ranks me just inside the top two and a half thousand. And the interesting thing with AFLW fantasy is a lot of coaches stacked their midfield. And if you didn't really get any of these gun midfielders like your Georgie Prisparkas, Eb Marinoff, Mon Conti is someone that I started with, Charlie Rowbottom, Amy McDonald, Jazz Garner, all of them scored great over the weekend. If you didn't load up in the mids, then it's going to be really tricky to afford these players. There's a lot of volatile price changes. And I think one of the most, if not the most traded in player this week in Mim Anthony, uh, Mariana Anthony rather, she will be my target and I need to get her on the field. I think the midfield obviously is where a lot of the points are at. So that's kind of where I'll be dictating some of my trade thoughts and to facilitate that move, get a bit of cash. I may chop out Chelsea Randall, which is a decision that I feel wrong in doing. You don't want to trade out the most expensive forward. I'm sure she'll bounce back after a 60 odd last week, but trading her to someone like Aaron Phillips, who I think is going to have a really consistent role inside in that midfield for Port Adelaide this year, that actually nets me a spare 200 grand, which in a game where a lot of these prices are changing very quickly, could be some convenient cash. So my trades at the moment are still a little bit up in the air, I'll be honest, but I'll probably go Randall to Phillips. It allows me to get Mariana Anthony onto uh, my field and in my midfield. And I've got Charlie Thomas, the West Coast defender in my back line, and I can kind of get any other defender for her. So I think I'm just going to close my eyes a bit and throw darts, trading players that I enjoy watching. Uh, and at this stage, I think Randall and Thomas will definitely go, but who comes in to replace them may just dictate a couple of other things. I think with Kiara Bowers coming back, she's been named to play. I'll have her as a skipper against Collingwood. So hopefully she can come out with a big 140 plus and get the uh, large fries and Coke storming up the ranks. As I mentioned at the lead off, the NFL will kick off tomorrow as well with a game between the Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. Pretty intriguing matchup. I think the Chiefs have enough power and star power, I should say, to get the job done. But they aren't without a couple of issues and injury concerns. And the big one that I want to talk about as I divert slightly to NFL fantasy for a moment is Travis Kelsey. Now, he hyperextended his knee at training the other day with the Chiefs. And as a result, he's probably not going to play this game. If it was a Sunday game, and this may have happened Earlier in the week, he may get up, but I have a hunch that Kelsey's going to miss. But in a lot of draft leagues, he is slipping quite a bit. So if you haven't yet had your draft, I don't understand why you wouldn't, but I think that Trav Kelsey is someone that you still want to target. He was going about fifth or sixth on ADP terms. So maybe you want to just be a little bit hesitant, maybe draft him 
in the early to middle teens, I reckon. Your second round pick's probably a solid shout. But Cooper Cup is another player who's been drafted pretty much inside the first round all off-season until the news came out about his struggling hamstring. So I'm very scared about uh, Cooper Cup. It was a bit of a similar reason that I was talking off Jonathan Taylor last week. It's possible that Cup will get put on IR. He's seeing a specialist at the moment with his hammy, which is not ideal. Anytime someone's seeing a specialist, it's probably not a good thing. So just tread lightly. I think, like I said, if you, you haven't done your draft yet, then you're probably not in a committed league. But on ESPN and Sleeper, the two main platforms that I use, there's nothing stopping you from when you listen to this. Go out, draft the team. It's a really good way to get into a new sport as well. And a couple of players that you may want to target that I've been targeting in a lot of my draft leagues are pretty popular names. I've been making sure that I've grabbed, uh, where is he now? I've lost the name of the fella. Alexander Madison from the Vikings. I think that he's in for a big year. Tony Pollard is another one, a running back that I like the looks of. I think it's important to try and draft a good tight end and a good quarterback as well. Now, in saying that, you can wait a bit. Trevor Lawrence is someone, he was the cover athlete of my uh, article talking about the players who will help you win your league. I think he's in for a big year, but there's nothing wrong with spending up a top pick. I got Jalen Hurts in multiple leagues. Obviously, someone like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson with rushing upside are great targets as well. So those players, I think, are good early round targets. And you can maybe try with your middle round picks and get someone like a George Pickens. I think he's going to be in for a really big year. James Cook, the running back for Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a top 20 running back and you can draft him somewhere in the middle round. Samaji P. Ryan of the Broncos probably slides a little bit down that draft pecking order. But someone that I think, especially if uh, Javante Williams misses any time as he comes back from a meniscus and ACL tear, he's a player you could target. And if you want a bit of wide receiver help, real deep, you could even go for someone like an Adam Thielen, Sky Moore. Obviously, if Travis Kelsey's injured, then it's very possible that we'll see a wide receiver step up like Sky Moore. And real deep sleeper pick is someone called Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Cleveland Browns, I think, is a wide out. He's a good target. Might struggle for consistency week in, week out. But I think if you target some of those players and you jump in a league, thank me later because NFL fantasy is just as fun as AFL. And it's a nice way, like I said, if you're not a huge American football fan, to immerse yourself somewhat in the sport. And speaking of, I want to talk a little bit about the upcoming 2023 NFL season as the third item on the agenda. So I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, and I think that we are in for a pretty dismal season. Last year was not great either for the Panthers. They've been going through a lot of off-field changes with regards to their GM, head coach, Probably too much uh, in the last half a dozen years for my liking, but they're struggling for a bit of consistency. But they did have the number one draft pick last season, and they used that to grab a bloke named Bryce Young. And having a rookie quarterback, number one pick, I'm at least excited to watch and see how he goes. But with their bloody, what's the word, the skill position players, the other wide receivers and the running backs on the roster, I'm really not confident that they're going to be doing a hell of a lot. So we saw Matt Rule fired in the offseason. I don't think that Steve Reich, uh, Frank Reich rather stepping into the role is going to make a dramatic difference, but hopefully I'm wrong and uh, the Panthers can surprise me. Let's talk about some predictions. I'm not going to go through everything, but I just want to talk about the championship rounds. So these are the squads that I'm predicting to make their respective conference championships, and then I'll be making a Super Bowl pick. So in the NFC, there's a lot of teams that are in a similar position, but I think that there's a clear-cut group at the top of that conference. It's probably... The worst of the two, I know there's not a ton separating either conference. And obviously, once it gets playoff time, if you want to win it all, 
you've got to beat everyone. So it doesn't really matter to a certain extent what conference you're in. And I've gone out a huge limb here and said that the two favorites for the NFC championship in the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers are going to be the NFC reps in the championship round from the longer odds. I don't hate the idea of the new Orleans saints getting up. They're 17 to one to win the NFC championship. So you could go down that route. Like I said, I think that this is the worst of the two divisions. So there may be a bit more uh, fluctuation between the teams as I flip over the AFC though, I don't expect the Kansas city chiefs to crumble when it comes playoff time. So I think that they'll definitely be in the big dance and they'll be in the AFC championship as well. And the Baltimore Ravens are the other team that I'm really excited about this season. They've got a new offensive coordinator. I think that they are a franchise that can take a big leap and making the conference championship would be a huge coup for uh, Baltimore after a couple of inconsistent seasons, but I think they will lose to the chiefs. And I think San Fran will knock out the Eagles, which means we'll get a chiefs San Francisco Super Bowl, the same as uh, Super Bowl 49. But I think this time San Francisco gets their revenge. So I'm backing the San Francisco 49ers in to win this year's Super Bowl. A couple of other bets that I really like. I did last year make a play on uh, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings to not only lead the league in receiving yards, but win Offensive Player of the Year uh, bragging rights. And he did both those things. And this year I'm turning my attention to Nick Chubb. I think the Cleveland Browns, are going to be a good regular season team. How far they go in the playoffs remains to be seen, but I think betting on Chubbs to win the, a Chubb rather to win the offensive player of the year award and to lead the league in rushing yards, I think is a safe bet. Safe bet's a bit of a stretch, but you get my drift. My MVP pick is Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to dive too much into all of these picks, but I think that coming back after losing a Super Bowl last year, we saw him take a big leap up in production I think he was runner-up or third in voting and he missed a couple of games. So I'm expecting him to feature regularly and as a result, win the MVP. 13 to 1 uh, odds right now on Sportsbet if you want a bit of free money. Uh, a couple of over-unders. I obviously like the Browns over. I've just talked about why I think they're going to be good. The New Orleans Saints as well. I think Derek Carr coming in as their quarterback will give them a bit more boost, a bit more juice. And Alvin Kamara is suspended, but only for three games. So... I like the looks of what the Saints can do. A couple of unders, obviously, I think the Carolina Panthers will struggle. So betting on their under at seven and a half is a smart one. And the Arizona Cardinals as well. I think they're clearly tanking. They ditched half of their good players and talent in the trade period. And then they got rid of some more throughout the offseason and even throughout the training camp period. So they're going to be a dumpster fire of a football team this year. And there's only four and a half projected wins. I'll be shocked if they get to four. So I think that they're going to win two or three games and really try and ensure that they get the number one pick and they're probably right to draft Caleb Williams from uh, USC. So if you go down that route, I think that they're under at four and a half is definitely a safe one. So there's just a couple of bets that I do like the looks of as we gear up for a new NFL season. I've kind of buried the lead here. There's bloody half an hour or 40 minutes until the first week of AFL finals. And I'm excited for tonight's game because I think that is the best game of the round. And there are some teams that I have a bit of optimism winning a game or two, some that I have more optimism in winning the flag, but I think that Melbourne and Collingwood will both be at the pointy end of the season. And obviously whoever loses this will have to go the hard way, win a qualifying final, I win a semifinal and win a prelim against either Brisbane or Port Adelaide or someone else. So I think Melbourne and Collingwood are probably the two teams I have the most faith in making the grand final. And as a result, their matchup tonight is going to be a ripper. I think, It'll be under two goals, probably single digits, but I'm still just siding with the pies. I think 
there was a couple of doubts and a bit of uh, uncertainty around them as the home and away season was coming to a close, but I think they just pipped the D's. My heart, I don't know why, but keeps telling me to pick Melbourne for the flag. Can still happen if they lose this game. So I'm picking the Pies tonight. And then tomorrow's night is really interesting. We've got tomorrow night's game, rather. We've got the Sydney Swans clashing with Carlton. 5.50, make sure that you have your uh, cold stubbies ready to go. But the Blues are pretty heavy favourites. And I can see why they had a pretty fantastic regular season, call it, and making the finals for the first time in eons is great for their club. But I do think the reigning grand finalists in Sydney are going to get the job done here. I think that their experience, hunger after losing last year in the Grandy, I think that they're going to get this job done. I don't know if Sydney will go deep. I don't expect either of these two teams to really go deep, but I'm picking the Swans in this one. As you turn your attention to the Saturday games, St. Kilda and GWS, the Giants are favourite. St. Kilda can definitely win this game, but I think I am going to be picking GWS. I think I've tipped them to win the spoon. So clearly, what the fuck would I know? I think that the Giants have obviously proven me wrong throughout the year, and they still have a pretty solid roster despite losing Taranto and Jacob Hopper in the trade period last season. I thought they may take a step back, but Adam Kingsley has galvanized this group and got them playing great footy. So that one could be another ripper, maybe a grittier game than what I expect tonight's Collingwood Melbourne game to be, but I'm still picking the giants. And then the last game of the finals or the first week of the finals is Brisbane and Port Adelaide. I'm tipping the home side Brisbane. I know their record at the Gabba is stupid good. And for that reason, I feel like any doubt that I had picking Port Adelaide over them has shifted and I'm going to be picking the lions. I did have money on them to make and win the grand final at the start of the season. So maybe all this, uh, pump up around Collingwood and Melbourne is me trying to reverse jinx everything. But I think that Brizzy will get through. If that is how the first week of finals unfold, then I want to keep going. I want to try and pick all nine here. So the next matchup would give us, who does say would lose? Melbourne and Sydney. I think the D's get the job done there. They're too established, I think, as a premiership threat. Sydney have had too many inconsistencies for mine this season. So I'm picking Melbourne to get the Chockeys. And the Giants port, that's actually a fucking belter of a game. But... I think that I am going to be siding with GWS. I think Port is the team that bows out in straight sets. Next year, they come back after a couple of off-season additions and then maybe make a serious push at the flag. So that's the case. We get a matchup of a prelim from a few years back with Collingwood and GWS. I think the Pies get revenge and advance to the big dance. And then Melbourne, Brisbane. This is a really tricky one, but I think Brisbane will be playing at the Gabba and they just eke it out. So that way we get Collingwood and Brisbane in the Grandy. And because I've had my money on them all year, I will be ticking Brisbane to get the job done on grand final day. And that's it. Like I promised, this one was much more succinct, quicker than uh, last week's pod. I will be back with a couple of other AFL fantasy from a W perspective uh, things later in the week. And then obviously I'll be doing a bit of NFL catch up and talking through the finals as they eventuate over the next month or so as well. Uh, Basketball. Not a lot to talk about at the moment. We are still about seven weeks away from uh, getting the NBA back up and running, but I'm really gunning for a Canada-USA World Cup final. That would be elite. I watched the uh, Canadians take care of business against Slovenia last night. It was great to see SGA out there dominating. I think USA will be too good for Germany. And then I'm kind of blanking now at who the fourth finalist is that'll play Canada. But regardless, I think the Canadians get it done. And hopefully we can see someone other than the US winning the World Cup. But uh, as always, appreciate for listening to this episode. Good luck in your AFLW fantasy in round two. Good luck to all the NFL fantasy coaches out there. Like I said, if you haven't done it already, 
there's still time to jump in a league. Do it. Do it. Do it. Thank me later. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this episode. As always, it's appreciated. I'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.